and welcome to KFAB, the podcast. Podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. And we're joined, as always, uh, by our very special friend, producer Mike. Do you want to say hi, Mike? Uh, hey, everybody. I'm <laughs> producer Mike. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. And um, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm the guest on today's episode. I so think you technically I'm are. Yeah. I'm going to be so I'm gonna speaking a lot more than I usually do. Hopefully in that voice the entire time too. Um, well, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we we should say here. Mike has been with us for the the couple of years almost that we've been doing this podcast, and really was like the inspiration for doing it. But he's moving on to greener pastures, greener wrestling mats, wrestling rings. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so we wanted to sound him off in in style by doing two things that he's been uh, championing. For, well, one idea you've been championing for the, a while. The other one, I think, is really the best way to, to send off anyone. But you'll hear about that next episode. Oh, we'll never do the episode I really wanted to do, which was make you guys actually watch wrestling matches. We never, in my oh, tenure, no, we, we never oh, did that. somehow no. that one never came together. Maybe but. one day. Maybe one day we'll actually watch wrestling. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? But uh, you had this idea a while back, Mike. Because we, um, I was going to say notoriously, I don't know if it's notorious. I would say so. (laughs) We uh, don't really enjoy Kevin Owens. We just don't get him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a better way to put it. He just just seems like a guy you'd see like swimming in a lake. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's his whole vibe. He's like a townie who's like. Fourth of July. I got a boat. Yep. (laughs) Like I'm bringing the kids out on it. I throw fireworks off the boat. (laughs) Like that's his vibe to me, and I don't think it's correct. And I'm pissing off Mike already, but that's his general vibe to me. And so yeah, I I mean, when we see him in the ring with the baggy pants, and like we like the fashion side of it, and there's not really Mm -hmm. a fashion aspect to it. No, no, no fashion to Kevin Owens, I would say, but. Wrestling fans genuinely like him very, very much. Yep. He's extremely popular, mm. um, whether he is a heel or a face. So producer Mike, as one of his last gifts to us, um, decided to <laughs> make the case for Kevin Owens. So we're going to talk yeah. just Kevin Owens today. Yes. We're going to crack the case <laughs> of Kevin Owens. So I would say in addition to the normal slideshow that KFAB always provides, uh, I sprinkled in a couple little Kevin Owens backs that I feel like perhaps might show him a little bit of a different context. And I have okay. one surprise slide, but we'll get to that at the end. Ooh, cool. It's like more it's a verbal gifts. slide. Mm. Okay. And you might get mad. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well we're gonna make our case. Um oh, right away we get a Kevin Owens fact. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> I think the biggest critique of Kevin Owens that I've heard from the three of you is, you know, he 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 doesn't wear shorts, like he doesn't wear a singlet, he doesn't wear what we associate with... a diaper. With, yeah, a di- uh, yes, I'm so sorry. A diaper. <laughs> he doesn't wear the traditional <laughs> wrestling gear we're used to. But that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to dress well. And I've included a few different looks where he cleans up a little bit. So he doesn't always wear shorts. Sometimes he wears a suit. Is he at um, like a wedding, though? Like He's at Sami Zayn's wedding in one, and he's the face of America in the other. Yes. <laughs> it's really... Either one could be... The wedding. Yeah. Yeah. JK, truly. I think the one with the signs in the background is probably the wrestling events. Um, I have to say, I like the suit jacket uh, and the shirt with no tie look on him. Yeah. That is a good look for him. Mm-hmm. He does look, though, that he just got in a car accident after a long day of work. And he just had to leave the car and be like, oh, God. He's exchanging that What's info. the damage? He just, he just punched his hand on the 
yeah, the hood, and, and then the other off. one is that Ric Flair's same wedding venue. Oh God! Oh, they all just go to the banquet hall with the draperies. Yeah, but it looks nicer. I will say. I, I see some nice floral arrangements in the background. That's just some serious curtains, That's you just, know? You know, some people want to get married amongst the curtains. Amongst the curtains. Some of us... It's like uh, the Red Room and Twin Peaks. It is. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like weird claustrophobic... Or yeah. like a high school production where you have to have heaven. Yeah. Yep. You just put all the white A lot of curtains. In. Yep. <laughs> so you have to have heaven. You have to have heaven in it. <laughs> you yeah. have to. You simply must. <laughs> well, he looks good. He cleans up right. All right. He good, does. Good Kevin Owen fact. He Co- does. Owens fact. Oh, that's going to kill me. He needs his beard trimmed a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. Mm, true. So I um, tackled the early stages of Kevin <laughs> Owen's career. Uh, Kevin Steen was born on May 7th, 1984. So he's a Taurus mm-hmm. in Quebec, Canada. Oh. He's French-Canadian, and mm-hmm. French was his first language. Huh. According to Wikipedia, he learned to speak English as a teenager by mimicking everything he heard while watching Monday Night Raw. What a company, man. Wow. Bilingual. You know, perhaps a little more cultured than we thought. <laughs> Do we need like a little like whiteboard to like check like okay. the points? Yep. Uh huh. The the goods the good Kevin Owens facts. Uh-huh. No, I'm just saying. You know, these are right. Just yeah. We can we can mold pros these and over, cons you know? of a dream man. Yeah. Truly horrifying. He learned how to speak English through money night raw. Yeah. Bikini. Like a little bit unsettling. Valet. Yeah. His first English word was puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, and not the kind you want to be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Look, if it was the 90s, those were the puppies we wanted to be talking about. <laughs> As a 13-year-old wrestling yeah. fan, I didn't know that was problematic. Um, Damn. Ooh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we were all children. Um, so Kevin was a sporty guy. He played <laughs> hockey, baseball, and soccer, uh, but decided to get into wrestling after he and his dad watched a tape of Diesel and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 11, mm. which I think is so cute. I just imagine him and his dad like popping in a VHS a with tape. that, a little tape. Do you think they were learning English together? Yeah, oh. it's like, like we could do pop. this or Muzzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Muzzy, I love oh. Muzzy so much. One, two, trois. Yeah. Man, that monster. What was up with that? So messed up. Eating clocks and... Yeah. Counting ballerinas. Definitely have reoccurring dreams of eating clocks sometimes. Because of Muzzy? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Wow. At my school, we did the the Spanish language Muzzy. So he was teaching us... Muzzy. Muzzy. There was... That's we never had it at school. I just remember the commercials. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I we didn't and have I took it either. French and I didn't get to see him. You remember the she la see. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oui. La yeah. yeah. That little girl. Yeah. She really earned her her pay from that commercial. Probably went to college based on that commercial. Truly. That's I think when they paid commercial actors better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, that sense. was in syndication yeah. for most of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> truly. That was the prime Nickelodeon ad. It really. They they wanted us to all beat and we said no we're american we will never learn uh-huh. unlike kevin steen a true man of the world look at that transition um transitions mm-hmm. galore uh so when kevin was 14 his parents were like okay you can start training to become a wrestler he started learning under serge jodron i really apologize for my quebecois mutilation here mm-hmm. um so this was a local wrestler he also trained with jacques rougeau who I have in the middle here. Oh, okay. The, the, is he the Mad Mountie? He's like something Mountie. He certainly is a Mad Mountie in this picture. Mm. Is he holding a rifle? 
It looks like a giant bong, but I think it's or a potato a gun it, or a t-shirt gun. A, yeah, it looks like a potato gun. Yeah. yeah, but it's a little narrow to be a potato. Yeah, gun. it is. I just thought that was funny. Um, and then he also trained with former WWF and NWA wrestler Terry Taylor, who he called his main trainer. Uh, he had his first match on May 7, 2000, his 16th birthday Aww. in Quebec. He wrestled for Rougeau's promotion as well as some other Canadian promotions. So I couldn't find pictures of him when he was really young. Uh-huh. This is a picture of him very, very young with Stone Cold. I was going to say, um, yeah. And he's like such a meaty boy. He has like a he's so tall. Cut. He's extremely tall. But then, the, yeah, these are his two trainers. That's um, I was like, those are, those are different photos of yeah. him that I would not expect. <laughs> and then Terry Taylor is like, this is just such a funny like beefcake shot where he's yeah. like doing the classic flex in a diaper mm. yeah so i don't know these are the men who made him so kevin was wrestling under his own name at this point i should say he joined a promotion called international wrestling syndicate in 2003 which i really only mention so we can run through the names of some of the events he wrestled at <laughs> so born to bleed <laughs> blood sweat and beers <laughs> cool whoa blood sweat and beers was the sandman's catchphrase that was like his big thing. Really? Sandman's an ECW wrestler yeah. who used to uh, play Enter Sandman and would crush a full beer and then break it on his head until it bled. That's that's Sandman. Wow, sounds fun. Well, Blood, it's also the name beers. of this. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it was also the name of this uh, event that um, this promotion did. They also had uh, Payback's a Bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> Know Your Enemies, Freedom to Fight, and uneffing sanctions. It's like F apostrophe N. Wow. Very fun. Those are really funny. Um, so he did really well in IWS. He won the World Heavyweight Championship in 2004 and became the first champion to internationally defend the title after he beat Roderick Strong in New Jersey. He also wrestled for Combat Zone Wrestling around this time. Just going to gloss that over because it wasn't that interesting to me, but I did want to mention that he won the promotion's Iron Man Championship, but wound up losing it to a female wrestler named Lufisto. So this is something that I liked about him. He did intergender matches. That's pretty cool. So I found a few more pictures of him from this time. I mean, the fashion is truly just lacking all the way through it's i will so say bad. um he has like a, a t-shirt that you would cut the sleeves off yourself very much has that vibe he's it has got a car brand. it looks like a car brand it does. it does the lettering is i swear to god an energy drink i also think yeah. it's off center it is looks it off center that's gonna that's it's slightly off annoying. center but oh it says God. kevin steen and then it has a logo that looks like the monster can <sighs> mm-hmm. underneath it um and he's just like a very a very large man he was always a very large individual yeah. but no beard when he was younger do you think he has that lower that tattooed on his lower back that symbol it does symbol. look like a lower back that's tat. a lower back yeah tat. Mm-hmm. Oh, i mean he's got some tattoos we can talk about those later uh-huh Ooh. nice i saw a few of them i found yeah. one that proves he's into astrology because it's a bull oh and he's a taurus yeah all right classic classic taurus i saw it and i was like interesting (laughs) what is this about so you'll actually love this because i love it uh and i know you guys will too so our multitasking kev was also wrestling for pro wrestling gorilla during all of this our own our own promotion Mm -hmm. so here's an absolutely fascinating detail from wikipedia on may 13th 2005 at jason takes pwg Steen entered into his first feud in PWG when he helped Excalibur defeat Super Dragon in a guerrilla warfare match, in the process revealing himself as the fake Super Dragon, who had been attacking the real one over the past few months. So that sounds like a pretty fun way to make your entrance as like a fake. And this is um, 
uh, Super Dragon here on the right. He's like a masked wrestler, like a real um, Power Rangers vibe yeah. to his whole outfit. And then Excalibur is another masked wrestler who mm-hmm. would go on to become one of the announced team at AEW. Oh, so. cool. Yes. And also looking at this, I think Kevin Steen was involved from almost the formation of, of PWG. It's yeah, sort of it's what it looks early. like, dates-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like really early on. That looks there. like a gymnasium for sure. Oh, yeah. it's like that American Legion Hall that... Yep was demolished uh, a, a few years ago but it was like mm-hmm. such a big deal that like he came back to like pay tribute to the building when it got demolished oh really mm-hmm. that's cute so here's the thing that I absolutely love uh, so this happened at PWG in 2005 Kevin was feuding with Excalibur and Excalibur insulted Kevin's six month old son Owen named after Owen Hart he called his baby ugly <laughs> Rude. Um, so Kevin powerbombed Excalibur a whole bunch, and then he like walks out of the ring and goes to the back, and you see his sweet wife like holding this baby, and she's like, "Here you go," and like hands him his oh baby. My God. And then he came back in the ring and put his son on top of Excalibur so he could get the count. And wow. then this is him handing his baby to um, El Generica, who we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he was like, I don't know what to do with this baby, but the baby is extremely cute. He has a full, luxurious head of hair. Yeah, he does. Um, and it's just really sweet. I have the video of it. We'll link in the show notes. But it's very funny. genuinely very cute. And he was like a very young dad. Like, I ran the yeah. math on it. He was like 23 or 24. <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm. extremely young. <clears throat> So Kevin won the PWG championship after defeating AJ Styles mm. uh, in 2005, but he lost to Joey Ryan a few months later. Then he teamed up with El Generico, Sami Zayn, his real life friend. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. surprise! That's Sami yeah. Zayn. So now, now that you know that, you can tell. That's that's very funny. Mm-hmm. They became PWG World Tag Team Champions. They were like friends because they started at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and they're both Canadian. And they're both Canadian, so they have to be friends. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Kevin was really popular in PWG, and he was definitely successful, but he had a lot of interest from Ring of Honor and couldn't wrestle for both promotions at the same time, so he chose Ring of Honor for the money and exposure. Mm-hmm. But fun fact, during his time as an independent wrestler, he hosted the Kevin Steen Show, in which he interviewed fellow up-and-coming independent wrestlers. So I just pulled a couple pictures from that, so you can see it's like a Cute. real like geeky vibe. And so I think... What, what I think is becoming clear is uh, I think a lot of what Kevin Owens is Kevin Steen's appeal is is he like he does this talk show so he's like a very funny charismatic guy which I think we can all attest to in professional wrestling that's rare you know what yeah. I mean to have somebody who's actually good and can can craft uh, a thing to say so it's like he's hosting talk shows he's funny clearly has a sense of humor I think all that stuff uh speaks to it and and again all these names you've been reading out are people who are now foundational pieces of we know their names yeah of like wrestling as we know today mm. so it's like this is a whole underground generation of wrestlers that all sort of graduated together yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's very cool. I was really surprised when that came out. I think I actually gasped out loud when I clicked on El Generico on Wikipedia and it was like Sami Zayn. I was like, really? Him? Yeah, yeah it I, I don't know what to make of El Generico. I don't it's, know either. <laughs> I I thought I just because I came across him in the Ring of Honor section and I just assumed he was a Mexican wrestler because El Generico. Mm-mm, he's Canadian. He's he's <laughs> yes he's Canadian. Yes. He's a Canadian uh-huh. wrestler. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean there you go. And and all the way through, uh, Kevin is wearing his same outfit. Yeah. The sleeveless shirts and the some like bike shorts, and it's always either red or black. 
Mm. So that was his early career. So um, he was in Ring of Honor for a while, still as Kevin Steen, and he mostly worked in a tag team with El Generico. Um, who I did not know was Sami Zayn, and that just shows how much I went into this. Uh, they were super active, and I don't want to go through that many like match details. They just were everywhere. Oops. Um, but so on December nineteenth, two thousand nine, they had their first live pay per view, and they lost to the Young Bucks. And then Steen turned heel by attacking El Generico, and then he found a new partner in Steve Carino. And at the following pay-per-view, The Big Bang, Generico and, Caban- and Colt Cabana defeated Steen and Carino via disqualification, and Steen used a chair on his former partner. And so he and El Generico battled like for a year um, until finally Steen attacked him and unmasked him. And so because that's such a big deal with like Lucha Libre... Uh, I thought that they were like luchadors. I was like, oh yeah, that's like a big deal. So that's a yes, Mexican wrestler. Versus Why did not even click it? Um, and then on December 18th uh, in 2010, Steen and Generico ended their year-long feud in an unsanctioned fight without honor, where oh. Steen put his ROH career on the line against Generico's mask. However, Steen did not like the idea because he would lose money if he lost, but in the end he agreed to it because he thought that Ring of Honor would use Generico as a top wrestler after the feud. Like, he hmm. thought that him doing this would make him, like, yeah. lift him up, which is very cool. Um, and the feud was voted by Wrestler Observer Mac Newsletter as the best feud of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, and also I think these two have wrestled for 15 years straight or whatever. Yeah. Mm. When they first got into NXT, into WWE, whenever they were in a bind, they just put the two of them together because they've been working together for so long. And I think there was some stuff backstage. I forget who was running Ring of Honor, who was... I've, I've got that right You now. got that? Great, perfect. Yeah. So in November, which is like a, a month or so before that, his contract agreement with Ring of Honor ended due to financial budget concerns, and that played a role within the stipulations of the match. Um, he also wrote most of the El Generico rivalry storyline himself, though he claims oh, that wow. his poor relationship with the booker Jim Cornette, who had little mm. interest in Senior Generico, resulted in a great deal of frustration. Like... There was a lot of animosity, and so also, like, Ring of Honor's booker Adam Pierce promised Dean he would main event this final battle, but then Cornette made Davey Richards and, like, Eddie Edwards the main event and Steen Generico after the event. Mm. So not only did they not headline, but they, like, just didn't... It just didn't matter at all. And then he claims that Cornette froze him out of Ring of Honor um, and believed he was kept... uh, He kept the promotion's president in in the dark on whether Steen would be brought back. Oh. So this dude, like, did not like him. Yeah. Yeah, and they famously don't get along. Uh, If you listen to Jim Cornette, I think he said... Kevin Kevin Steen was Sami Zayn's agent or whatever. He would just advocate for Sami Zayn all the time or whatever, uh, more than he would advocate for himself. Uh, Jim Cornette straight up sucks. I'm going to go on record. Uh, I think you've mentioned that before. He's a notorious wrestling (laughs) crackpot. If you ever want a weird conspiracy theory. He also got fired from his commentator job for saying racist stuff on air. So he sucks. He absolutely sucks. What a Uh, dick. (laughs) But I also think it speaks to, with with Kevin Owens, he, he doesn't look like a traditional wrestler and I think that sort of speaks to why he was being kept down in Ring of Honor and why it was harder for him to break through in other places is because he doesn't have the you know the look that people keep saying so basically what they're saying is he's not he's not jacked he's not chiseled yeah all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but still is doing things that are just as athletic just as good on the mic as everybody else Uh, every time he gets a chance to prove himself he does he does, he does so 
in flying colors. And then, yeah, again, it just, I think bookmark problems with management because that's going to keep coming up in his career. Um, which here we are a little bit more on that too. So he was pulled out of the ring of honor events after December, like, cause he pushed up Sami Zayn or whatever, but the president still paid him every month. Mm-hmm. Then Cornette told Steen he would be brought back for a few months. So he lost 40 pounds. Um, and then I don't know why that's like, if then, but that's what the sentence is. And then uh, Ring of Honor was sold, and Cornette told him to wait another six months, and Steen was super unhappy, and his weight jumped up. And his contract expired in February 2011. And after signing a new contract with the promotion, he returned, finally, in June 2011. Hmm. So it just took, like, six months for him to get back in there. Um, so this is kind of where it starts going from real life stuff to kayfabe a little bit Mm -hmm. because after one match steen was dragged out of the arena and jim Cornette swore he would never again wrestle for ring of honor and the idea was to introduce uh steen as a rehab wrestler um but then he turned down the idea because he didn't want to look like the bravado brothers and even though he was booked as the heel of the storyline the fans took his side and booed Cornette. Mm. um the storyline continued till july 22nd when steen invaded ring of honor's official message board which wow. is a beautiful timestamp. Um, writing, post, praising pro, uh, PWG. And then on September 15th, um, the message board was hacked to redirect to a video where Steen announced his intention of coming back the following weekend. Um, yeah, and so then he, on the November 5th, like uh, basically he was so involved with Ring of Honor, it's crazy that management didn't like him because every, like this section was huge. Um, but on November 5th, the episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, Steen reappeared with his Ohio Valley Wrestling talent manager, uh, or talent Christian Mascogni? I don't know. As his legal advisor, and he threatened Jim Cornette and Ring of Honor with legal action unless he was reinstated within three weeks. And then he won. And then he got to wrestle Steve Carino, um, which I'll bring up on this next slide. Can what? we talk about his clothes real quick? Yeah. Like, yes, we to, absolutely the first can. One. Um, can we talk about clothes on our clothes podcast? Here? Yeah. So this is... I, can I we talk was, about logo tees? Um, <laughs> yeah, truly. So his logo tees... Uh, this is where I started noticing like on the, the Wikipedia images too, this is where he st- starts doing the like fight scene fight, which mm. I know is like still part of his thing but do you know where that came from did you find that in anything in your research i believe it used to be kill steen kill well that's he that has that on, too okay yeah, i wasn't sure if it started and then softened to fight um no. just when Not there sure. was like okay. pay-per-view stuff his, so yeah. we're saying it escalated from fight to kill we believe because on the back he, he and has, has been downgraded to stun anyway <laughs> yes he has a doll okay. he has a doll that says kill steen kill on mm-hmm. his doll and then on the back says violence brutality and what's the third word sarah can you see it obstruction no. Destruction. Destruction. I thought I said distraction for Destruction. Destruction. Yeah. Violence, brutality, destruction. Um, yeah, he's just a guy who likes to wear his own merch. I don't know. Don't we all? I mean. Mm-hmm. That's how you sell it. I guess so. But yeah, so. I like to wear another wrestler's merch when I wrestle. <laughs> okay, CM Punk. <laughs> Ooh. Burn. No, he wears Stone Cold. Anyways. You guys like CM Punk? You guys like CM Punk? A man, we went to this bar wrestling show for Katie's birthday. We're going to take mm-hmm. a slight tangent here. Yeah. And as we were leaving, we were just standing on the street waiting for lifts to arrive. After I already drunkenly asked Joey Ryan to get a photo with us because it was my birthday. He's very short. Yeah, yes. I'm going to post that as a Christmas treat, I think. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, so because Joey Ryan showed up and it was great. It was very cool. But we were outside, and then this guy walking past just said, do you guys like CM Punk, and kept walking? Yeah. 
So it was like a drive-by half, and we were like some drive-by gatekeeping. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we're like, what? Yeah. CM Punk, he goes, oh, cool, okay, I didn't know. Uh, and then he walked off, and we were like, what? It was, it was very weird. It was yeah, so weird. He didn't double down. It was it was very funny. I didn't know if it was like he was trying to flirt or he was just saying something. Just or wanted if he to be wasn't. part of it. It's yeah. very strange. Anyway, anyway, we do is the answer. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it was very strange. <laughs> anyway, so um, back to young Steen here. Uh, so he from the villainous stable scum, which stands for <laughs> suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem. Oh hell yeah! Oh, wow. With Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino, um, and he became the Ring of Honor World Champion. And then he and Scum embroiled in a feud with uh, Jim Cornette and the company as a whole. So like their whole thing was just like fucking with Ring of Honor. Um, and then on October 6, 2012, at a taping, there's a title match between Kevin Steen and Jay Lethal that ended in a no contest in Lethal's home state of New Jersey, where afterwards Steen spit at his parents. Oh. at Lethal's parents who were seated at ringside Gross. and then due to the match stipulation Lethal was prohibited from challenging Steen again for the title as long as he remained champion I don't know after a later match um, this is unrelated but another cool scum thing uh, scum <laughs> member Rhino connected with his court finisher on Lethal and then following that several Ring of Honor wrestlers came out of the ring to rescue Lethal but were outnumbered by the re revelation of new scum members Cliff Compton Rhett Titus Jimmy Rave and Matt Hardy Matt Hardy Carino oh. then declared that the group would continue to grow and destroy Ring of Honor <laughs> making a statement by destroying a flag of Ring of Honor and then on April 6th the day after Kevin Steen lost um, his world championship to Jay Briscoe the rest of scum turned on him with Carino becoming the head mouthpiece of the group and Hardy became the wrestler who the group revolved around and so you could see the the cool pictures of all the guys yeah. with their scum tees yeah those look like posters that would be in the in like american pie yeah whom is this okay so that is jimmy jacobs okay and he looks fun he does, yeah, he does. no the three of them they like there was some battle the feud it was so long and i was like this is so boring and the point of it was that like there is a very sorry it's it's boring to just read about yeah. it's not and tell it's not to watch but like the feud that um led into them forming was basically like they helped one another out at the end of a fight and then all of them hugged and that's why the group began mm -hmm. oh wow was because they hugged wow and so i think this is them reenacting that hug. hug sad hug yep yes uh kevin's got some weird hair in that pic too yeah, he does. it's like yeah. the very aggressive spikes Yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's his time. I think that's all I did for Ring of Honor. Yep. Nice. Man. Yeah. All right. So Kevin Owens was born. Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, do we want to do the... Uh, oh, that, that, that's coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. It's coming up. So um, on August 12th of 2014, WWE announced that Steen had signed with them and was due to report to their developmental system, NXT as we know, on August 25th. His new ring name had only the surname changed to Owens as a tribute to his son. Oh. Which I thought is very cute. Cute. Um, who we know is named after Owen Hart. 
as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, NXT began airing promotional videos on November 20th to hype mm-hmm. his upcoming debut. Owens detailed that he had wrestled for 14 years before making it to WWE, having faced and formed friendships with several current WWE or NXT wrestlers on the independent circuit years ago, but WWE signed them first. He declared that despite these friendships, he would now fight anyone <laughs> and everyone because fighting was the best way he could provide for his family. Cool. So, for classic, was this pre or I'm post? So, I don't, who I don't, who is Producer that? Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Producer Mike. For you, was this pre or post Heath Slater? I think this was I mean they they were very they were very close, but I think the Heath Slater I got kids came a little after this on the main roster. Whoa. And I think a reoccurring thing for Kevin Owens is he's always motivated by trying to provide for his family. Yeah. So the big turn he's about to do in NXT, that's why he did it. Yep. Always a family man, even in his storyline. Can I just say that there's a photo with Triple H shaking his hand, and if you, like, do you not think Triple H looks attractive here? (laughs) No, he looks like a ball sack. (laughs) He looks like a tight ball. He actually does, yeah, but... Um, not at all. I You're don't, not. You don't see it at all. You don't see it. Okay, so wait. Let thing. me let me pose a question. Yes, uh-huh. no. If, yes, no. If you had to, if you had to kiss one person in the picture, would you kiss Triple H or would you kiss Kevin Owens? Oh, or no, would you kiss the chair? Both married. <laughs> Yeah, they're both married, so not neither. That's not the question I asked. Oh. That is, you're right. Are we talking? Are no, this is a gun to head situation. It's, 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 it's New Year's and it's all in good fun. Okay, okay. So oh, it's the closed mouth. Sure. Okay. Tight as fuck closed mouth. A, a tight little butthole closed mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I'll kiss Kevin Owens because at this point I'm like, what a nice dad. He would be more respectful about it. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. See, that's why I want to kiss Triple H. <laughs> oh God, he would slip a ton. Yeah, he would. Um, Stephanie would be there in one of her jumpsuits just watching. I mean, I bet that's their fucking thing. Yeah. There's not a world in which I don't think they've got a thing like that. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Well, I did have a question, but now it seems trivial. I want to hear it. I was going to ask if this is where his fight everyone thing came from, was from that promo. Seems like. Yeah. All right. I always wondered about that. Stands to reason. I think any time there's a t-shirt made and it resembles something a wrestler said it's probably a promo they get is that what it's from if i like without mike what is it without honestly hearing it yeah that sounds about right like if you watch aew at all someone will give a promo and then the next week there will be a t-shirt saying the promo so yeah Mm. i just it was like a chicken egg thing i guess like they were like this will be good merch so we wrote the promo or if the promo went over so well they're like this will be yeah, merch. if there were like a cheer like scale yes they're like a shirt oh yes yeah, it yeah. tips over yeah. to the shirt zone. <laughs> my, yeah, shirt zone my guess is wrestling is so reactionary they saw him he's probably said fight everyone and everyone was like oh and they're like we can make yeah. money on this and then mm-hmm. yeah, that, then yeah. that's why i got kids didn't win for him because fight everyone took over but i don't know i think i got kids is a much funnier i love shirt. my i, I got i, I got kids shirt Wow. All right, moving on. So at NXT TakeOver Revolution, Owens defeated CJ Parker in his debut match, in which Parker legitimately broke his nose oh. with the third eye palm strike. Later, oh, that's bad. Yeah. So later that night, when Sami Zayn, 
former El Generico, won the NXT championship, Owens came back out to the ring to congratulate Zayn before attacking him with a powerbomb <gasps> onto the ring apron, Rude. establishing himself as a heel in the process. Mm. It was it was honestly amazing to it watch was, because when you see the video, they come out and it just you you know there's the history. They're like, we're both in NXT. This is great. They like hug. And yeah. then you, as a, a a wrestling fan, you're like, oh, I know the history. This is amazing. And then Kevin Owens just works him over, and he's like, I want this title. And you're like, this rules. This is the best wrestling. This is when wrestling is the best. Yeah. Wow. So he just came out going. But uh, I read this like interview that was like talking about him breaking his, getting his nose broken legit so quickly. So our match was ten minutes or so, and he made the best of it. He broke my nose two minutes in, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about him breaking my nose. But in a way, he made a huge statement. And it's like two minutes into that match, and you're already having a broken nose, Damn. and it's your first time on NXT. Like, wow, that's insane. So it kept on the power, just like in his like momentum, just kept going. And an event two months later, to the day of his debut, Owens captured the championship from Zayn via a referee stoppage after repeatedly power bombing a disoriented Zayn. Mm. And on July fourth, WWE Network special, the Beast in the East <laughs> event held in Tokyo, <laughs> Owens lost the NXT championship to Balor, oh. ending his reign at one hundred and forty three days. Mm. Man. Um, so is now the time to talk about his tattoo? I would love to. He has two <laughs> that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Christina, you're the tattoo expert. Would you like to? Oh, uh, yeah. Just thank, thank you, Mike. Uh, you just no, sounded he's... like producer Mike there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only saw the one, so you'll have to talk about the second. But I do know that there is a bull on his shoulder, and he is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it is an astrology thing. That is 100% what it was. There's ah! like a There's like a backstage... Uh, web content only where Corey Graves interviews wrestlers about their tattoos. Oh my god, uh, what? Of course. Yeah. What is what? this? Yeah. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it. Okay. But I watched the Kevin Owens one and again, he's great and really self-deprecating. So he got it, you know, Bull Taurus, but he was like, he got it on his arm and then as soon as he got it, I think either he or his wife was like, you know The Rock has famously oh, no. a bull tattoo on his arm, right? Oh, shit. And so Kevin Owens is like, oh, my God. Like, I, everyone's going to think I did it because I'm, like, this huge The Rock fan. Like, that's not why I did that's it. That's adorable. That's very Then funny. he also has a tattoo on his um, writ, like inner arm, I guess, where it's, depending on how you look at it, it's either evil or live, I think. Oh, no. What if it's live? It could be live. Yep. Wow. Live. Yeah. So, um, look, that one's, that one's not my favorite, but, cool. you know. But we don't know if he has that original Kevin Steen symbol on his lower back. Yes, we yes, don't know. That is unknown. That was outside the scope of the web content. Okay, yeah, Corey didn't find out. Yeah, Corey didn't was like, hey, let's see that lower back. Yeah, and wow. TMZ has not seen him at a lake at any point. Yeah, yeah. no lake, no well, lake wears, videos. Of, yeah. Well, you know he wears a shirt into the lake. Yeah, but That's what if, thing. like, you know, it's like a joke that someone pushed him in, and you know how it gets baggy sometimes, and you have to take the shirt off. No, okay. he sticks it on. You know he sticks it on. Okay, you're right. Like, what? Let, let's go easy on, on kids who wore t-shirts into the pool, okay? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe there was a lot going on. I get maybe it. they were yeah. growing up fighting battles that uh Oh, oh no. no. Fight I'm, fight your battle, but no, I'm just, show off that ink. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not making fun. I'm saying show off that ink. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you got it, if you 
literally have a needle to your skin show it off <laughs> yeah like when, when oh he has more of... tattoos now oh wow okay Wait, so what? yes so owens made his unannounced main roster huh. debut on the may 18th episode of raw responding to john cena's united states championship open challenge but instead of competing in the match he attacked cena and stomped on the united states title title in um in a show of disrespect setting up a non-title match between the two at elimination chamber on may 31st which owens won clearly by pinfall i just have to say i think it's so funny whenever they do something to the belt and it's so rude and everyone's like no especially because he's canadian yeah it's like he doesn't care yep yeah i mean i i think wrestling as a as a subculture is largely built on respect both backstage and in you know what i mean like obviously it's about wrestling at its most idealized it's like we're honorable men Mm. disagreeing and fighting or whatever so like truly that's like the easiest way to start a feud is like a guy bumps another guy backstage and it's like i felt so disrespected when you did that that it's so great oh yeah and then it can be like so much drama to it and then what i will say too is just looking at kevin owens Coming relatively out of nowhere, getting immediately put into a program with John Cena, who was sort of the face of the company at the time. Yeah. Big vote of confidence in Kevin Owens and his ability that he's getting very early. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And this photo is not to time because I wanted to also show other looks of his because I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he changes it up occasionally, you know, and he, you know, he went on vacation and then Mm -hmm. he got back and decided not to shave his beard. You know, Mm -hmm. he watched a movie. His haircut looks good here. Yeah. I think it does too. Also, he's got a full sleeve now. Yeah. He does. So now he has more tattoos. Yeah. So, I mean, so many different challenges, feuds go on. Um, And so I'll just start with, uh, so on August 29th, episode of Raw, Owens defeated Big Cass, Roman Reigns, yeah, and and Seth Rollins after interference from Triple H to win the Universal Championship, his first world title in WWE. Between September and October, he successfully defended the title against Rollins and the first singles match at Clash of the Champions on September 25th. And then at Hell in a Cell, um, in sep- uh, the, on October 30th, both times after interferences from Jericho, Owens and Jericho were later announced as co-captains of Team Raw. So they became like buddies because of that, mm. in the sense. So then... Um, after a while in Survivor Series, Owens was eliminated via disqualification for using Jericho's list of Jericho as a weapon to attack AJ Styles, subsequently showing tension between Jericho and Owens. Mm-hmm. So What's the list of Jericho? The list of Jericho, you go for it. It's ridiculous. It's truly so funny. Uh, and then p- pictured earlier was uh, Jimmy Jacobs, who yeah. was sort of backstage a writer for WWE. So he was still working with these people uh, even years after. Um, so I think he created uh, this for Chris Jericho. The, the, the idea was ostensibly... In, it was in 2017. In 2017, the idea was ostensibly if you slighted Chris Jericho... <laughs> From in, the past to now. Yeah, in some small way, he would put you on the list. Mm. And so it became his big catchphrase where he would be like, uh, valet not pulling up my car? 
you just made the list and then he'd write your name on the list. It was never totally clear what the list meant or no. <laughs> what would happen to you if you were but on Mick it. But Mick Foley was the number one on the list. Yeah, at the time he was the commissioner of yep. WWE or, or of Monday Night Raw and he made the list constantly. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was just and like... And it became the joke, like, he, he, when Mick Foley would come out, it said, like, at times I'd say, you're on the list. They'd, like, shout, you're on the list mm. for him. So they had, like, a feud going. And it really fit Chris Jericho's persona at the time, which was this snobby, like, scarf-wearing, uh, above-it-all type of heel who was very cowardly and would have Kevin Owens help bail him out constantly. Yeah. And so the seeds of dissension started coming when I think somebody sort of implied that Chris Jericho couldn't do it without Kevin Owens' help. I think Kevin Owens might have said it at some point. Yeah. So things started to unravel a little bit. Their friendship. Oh, no. Next oh, slide. no. So on February 13th episode <laughs> of Raw, Jericho hosted the Festival of Friendship. To Owens, who was not impressed with Jericho's idea of humor and instead then presented Jericho with a new list as a gift. But when Jericho realized that it was the list of KO and that he was the first name on it, Owen turned on Jericho and viciously attacked him. So, the yes, they had been they're been having a falling out for yep. a while to sort of get things back on track. Chris Jericho was like, "I'm going to have the festival of friendship," and they like promoted it as like this big, this big fun, thing. We're going to be friends, yeah. and then it was like a comedy segment. He brought out uh, all painting. these, yeah, like these weird, lame paintings, a magician, all kinds of stuff. Kevin Owens didn't seem impressed, and he was like, "Look, I I didn't know we were doing this whole huge thing, but I got you this list." And in this beautiful bit of live TV direction, uh, Chris Jericho looks at and he's like, "Oh, it's a, a new list. Why is my name on it?" And as soon as he says yep, it, he, he lifts lift to it. camera to reveal a list of KO, and then gets pretty savagely beat down for like 10 straight minutes while wearing the sparkliest silver fedora also i have to say producer mike this was the first wrestling thing you showed me when you were trying to convince me that fun stuff happened in wrestling you're like let me show you the festival of friendship and i was Mm -hmm. like my mind was absolutely blown i was also really sad when i watched it because i wanted them to be friends yeah you also should have just shown one of the weddings that would have honestly been a better sell for me, but I was fascinated. I feel like the weddings are better if you read about them. You know, yeah. the weddings are dark if you yeah. watch them. Or like, like a, truly, one I, of the suck from like inside the like you know inside the ring. Yes, the, like pulls. my favorite yeah. thing on record. My I, favorite thing. I truly, I watched the Stephanie McMahon passed out married to Triple H oh, well, at a drive that's, no, that's not the one I'm No, about. I watched that as a child and I remember being a kid and you know that thing when you watch a rated R movie as a child and you know that it's wrong this is something bad no, is I happening I obeyed the rules I never saw in rated R movies and you're like why are people doing this yeah. you know it was sort of going on in there and I was like this feels weird where it's why? trying to figure out where this memory should go in a good place or a bad place yeah, yeah so yeah. the weddings are dark Festival of Friendship, I feel yeah. like, was a better. And so when Jericho point. gave him this painting, he was like, I'd love for you to hang this above your mantle. And he was like, You're naked in this. No, I'm definitely not doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's the creation of Adam with the yep. two of them, which is extremely funny. Yeah. So they did a good job. I mean, like, the props people did a good job. Yeah, they, they did. did. They actually cared about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel like, um, again, if you listen to, I believe, Uh, Chris Jericho talking about why he ultimately quit the WWE to join AEW. They had to fight for this feud. It was the hottest thing in wrestling when it happened. Their whole friendship, 
their whole like friendship breaking down the festival of friendship everybody who watches wrestling loved this the company didn't believe in it they kept trying to push it further and further down because they thought brock lesnar versus goldberg was the match or whatever so they shoved that down our throats and they truly had to fight to get on WrestleMania, and they put him on like first or something. And they're like, "This was a huge match." Yeah, Chris Jericho has been a veteran in this business for twenty years. People, he was like, "Fuck this! They don't appreciate me." The fact that mm. I had quit, to... joined AEW. Yeah. So again, it's like a reoccurring thing for Kevin Owens. He's in stuff that people like. He's yeah. very good and captivating and dynamic while he's doing it. But for whatever reason, the company always sort of pushes them, then loses their nerve. Yeah, hmm. totally. So keep going. Interesting. Okay. So I think this gets yes. into the Kevin Owens fact that I once want to say. Yes. So what Go I had it. was a picture of Kevin Owens sitting center stage in a spotlight. So the Kevin Owens fact is Kevin Owens has like a penchant for the drama, for drama, for the mm-hmm. dramatics. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So right after the Festival of Friendship, he attacks Chris Jericho, savagely beats him down mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes. Everyone's so upset. He starts Monday Night Raw in a center spotlight, unheard of in wrestling. Truly the most, like, what is this, theater? And then just gives a heartfelt monologue for five minutes about how when he was a child, all he wanted to do was be as good as Goldberg or whatever and wanted to fight Goldberg. And so this whole monologue is just building to how at the next pay-per-view he's going to have a match against Goldberg. And meanwhile, the crowd does not understand what's going on. Everyone is so weirded out and is like <laughs> booing him because he beat up Chris Jericho, but instead he's and you're giving also this, like Elias? this like Shakespearean yeah. monologue about like wanting to be the best and fight Goldberg or whatever. And all people want him to do is explain why he beat up Chris Jericho and he just doesn't explain it and then leaves. And everyone is extra pissed off at him. Everyone hates Kevin Owens. And I think that's what I like. That's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why he resonates with me so much. Mm. He'll just take the story he's doing and add weird little touches, little twists like that yeah. to be like, oh, he's making it fun. He's playing along. He's making it a story. You can believe enough to believe that it's wrestling. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas- and he also like the kayfabe is very fun. And it makes you be like, once you're watching it, stuff like that, like you would stand up and be like, what the fuck? And then... Mm. It would continue your excitement for it. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I feel like uh, so few people do that. Uh, I would say Xavier Woods in The New Day is one of the only other people that I can honestly off the top of my head think about who will play along and just like do what makes entertaining wrestling or yeah. whatever. It's great. And so I think Kevin Owens does that better than anyone else. Great. That's it. We can move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah. So... He went for Goldberg, but the thing that I find the most fascinating, and this is what you also posted, is a Kevin Owens fun fact, is he's beaten up both Vince and Shane McMahon. <laughs> Are you seeing the gifts right now? Yes. Yeah. So, yes, he's. what you can see is uh, he was instructed by Vince McMahon to straight up headbutt him so hard, yep. Vince's head cuts open for real. So, you know, we all hate Vince McMahon. Kevin Owens got to bust him open for real you know what I mean and then he he fought so, Shane McMahon you're seeing him get power bombed on top of a cage getting kicked in the face even if he's holding back a little bit you know you're seeing Shane McMahon sustain some real injuries yeah no totally so what basically happened is he shows up Vince shows up and is like you're 
beating the shit out of my son over and over and over again. And so I need to have like a conversation with you. And then he literally just goes for it. I have the video uh, link right here. It's truly insane. And then it's like, it doesn't even look it in the GIF of him on the ground, but it it like busts open no, he's and bleeding. starts bleeding even more though. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, and Vince McMahon is like in his 70s. Yeah, he's like 70. this is truly insane. He looks genuinely shocked. Yeah, he I was 72 his... when this took place. I'm assuming his dominatrix canceled their appointment that week. <laughs> yeah. And so he was just like, can you just headbutt me? Cause I need this. Yeah. Or I can't keep living. Wow. Yeah. It's a release. So, I mean, like, the fact that he got to do that is very funny to me. Yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to read into this. I watched it. It is crazy. And he literally is like, leave my son alone. <laughs> like, oh, exactly God. what you definitely think Definitely going to like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things. It's like a huge vote of confidence from the company where it's yeah. like, you're going to headbutt our CEO <laughs> on national TV. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, they still lose confidence on him all the time. And I don't know why that is, yep. but mm. it's, it's infinitely frustrating. Mm. So well. then uh, the following night on Raw, Owens accepted Jericho's challenge for a match at WrestleMania on April 2nd. And as long as Jericho would defend the United States Championship, which Owens would go on to win for the first time in his career. And on April 11th episode of SmackDown Live, Owens was traded to SmackDown brand as part of the 2017 Superstar Shakeup. Owens, who would still defend his newly won title against Jericho at Payback, with the winner going to SmackDown as well, started referring to himself as the face of America and also began sporting a different look, having trimmed his beard and hair down while wearing a suit. Hmm. So as we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, once he won, he became the face of America. Okay. Which is very funny because he's Canadian. Yeah. So funny. May we. Yeah. Uh, and it was also, again, another little touch that he would always do is uh, they project videos on the floor. And so it was big kevin owens face on the walkway when he's walking down he would always stop and then gingerly walk around his own head and then keep walking to the ring and you're just like what a prick like why are you doing legitimately funny yeah (laughs) i love that also doesn't he look like seth rogan a little bit he does he totally does i was thinking that too right yeah Mm -hmm. he looks great also that suit fits him Mm, the suit is, is the suit is fine. Uh, the tie is the issue. I hate those ties. Yeah. I hate uh, like a straight up shiny tie. That's a that's a bad tie. But the suit is is much better than the suits that we usually see on these types of things. Yep. So after that, basically they went back and forth, Jericho and him, for a little bit, and. Um, Howard Owens would reclaim the title on May 2nd episode of SmackDown Live by defeating Jericho and then attacking and injuring him after the match as well. Damn. Yeah. It's a lot of drama there. Then, WWE announced Owens suffered injuries to both his knees that required surgery. Oh, shit, both? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And late 2018, WWE began airing return vignettes on Raw and SmackDown Live, programming to promote Owens' return. In the later vignettes, they appeared to frame him as a babyface character. Mm. In January 2019, Owens tweeted about his recovery, and it was reported that Owens had... Um, 
that Owens would start working on a comeback. And on February 11th episode of Raw, Owens announced that he had been cleared for a return within the month. But the McMahon family had not yet decided whether he'd be joining Raw or moving on to SmackDown. Hmm. And on February 26th episode of SmackDown Live, Owens made his return as a face. And for the first time in his WWE career, replacing Kofi Kingston in the WWE Championship match at Fastlane against Daniel Bryan, per Vince McMahon's orders. Do Hmm. y'all remember that? Yeah, I remember when we watched their promo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the pay-per-view, a returning... uh, Mustafa Ali was added to the match, thus appearing to make it a triple threat match. And at the event, Owens failed to win the title. But after WrestleMania, Owens started a storyline where, on April 16th episode of SmackDown Live, he congratulated Kofi Kingston for winning the WWE Championship and joined the New Day Ah. as their honorary third member since Big E was recovering from an injury as well. Hmm. And he was dubbed Big O. Uh, That's funny. So <laughs> I just love that photo of him like he's wearing the like the new yeah, day. Yeah, the new day, yeah. Um so then at SummerSlam pay-per-view event, Owens defeated McMahon where uh where had Owens lost, he would be fired. Oh, well. Yeah. And Owens was announced as a participant in the first round on August 20th episode of SmackDown Live, where Shane McMahon served as a special guest referee. And on September 10th episode of SmackDown Live, McMahon fired Owens after McMahon tapped out to Chad Gable in their King of the Ring semi-match. So a lot of what's yeah. going on here is it's very reminiscent of when Stone Cold Steve Austin was fighting with Vince McMahon. Uh, I think the company sort of recognizes that Kevin Owens is an anti-authority type of figure. Yeah. And so they were Are sort of rehashing the same feud with Shane McMahon. Yeah. Um, and I think an interesting thing that came out of this is Kevin Owens started using the stunner, uh-huh. which is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's like signature move. And yeah. again... Like we talked about, wrestling's built on respect. So hmm. for a wrestler to sign off on another wrestler using their huge, famous signature yeah, move. Yeah, it's an approved, yeah. Huge deal. Huge mm-hmm. vote of confidence. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I mean, it's literally just like one to the next to the next. He's back. He's doing his thing. I remember you talking about you were excited about when this was happening. You liked this storyline a lot. Uh, I think... Uh, we all got pretty tired of it because it was just a spinning over its wheels over, thing. Yeah. It was also very similar, like really close to the time where, um, like I think it's right around the time that Daniel Bryan came back. So it was this whole huge thing. Everyone was really sick of uh, of Shane McMahon just being on TV uh-huh. and really? the WWE. They were sick of it using him as like, oh, he's a good wrestler, right? And you're like, this guy's like 50. I don't know why this is happening. Yeah. So I think, but it's those punches. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the best punches in the game. He's so fast. He's so fast. He's so fast. Uh, jiu-jitsu background. He's so good. Yeah, I of love, course. Oh, I, there, was a, there was a phase in my life. I know. When <laughs> I was a child. Him in those baseball jerseys. I was like, this guy's the best. He sucks now, but he used yeah. to be kind of cool. Or yeah. he was insane, either way. Um, but again, I think, I think Kevin Owens right now is in the same position that Becky Lynch was in. Every, like, fans loved Becky Lynch yeah. for years and years and years and she just never got a shot and as soon as she got the chance to just like she got slingshotted rocket to the top now she's like the most recognizable face yeah. arguably in wrestling right now I think Kevin Owens has that same potential but for whatever reason the way the WWE is run he might not get his due ever but 
was very underrated. And yeah, that that feud was cool only insofar as Kevin Owens started using the stunner, started started uh yeah getting the cosign from from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Huge deal. Nice. And down and, okay. Uh, well, so on October 11th, Owens had moved back to Raw as part of the 2019 WWE draft. And on November 23rd at NXT TakeOver War Games, Owens was revealed as Tommaso Ciampo's mystery fourth partner of the War Games match against the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, where Team Ciampa ultimately emerged victorious. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's literally what has been going on as yeah. of recent. Yeah, and again, it was... Um, NXT is like a huge brand, like trying to become a, a third brand for the WWE. So it's like a big deal that people like Finn Balor and Kevin mm-hmm. Owens showed back up to be to show their support to the company they built that they put on the map. And I think if you talk to anybody who's a fan of the WWE, they would say NXT is the best yeah. thing going. Which we would agree because yeah. we cover so it's much of that until AEW came around and then we were like, we like you as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what's going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have Sarah say what this little slide says. Oh my God, what a treat. Kevin Owens fact, he's a good dad. Yeah. Look at these pictures. So I don't know, I meant to look this up actually what his other baby was named and his wife also. Sorry. Kevin Owens' other wife. baby, it was, what was, I read what it was. But They're cute. Those are cute yeah. kids. Yeah, he's got very cute kids. His he's wife is pretty. Gorgeous yeah. wife. Um, it's just a really adorable family. Mm. And there's that really cute, it looks like it's from her Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it says, get yourself a husband that puts on a silly costume just to make you laugh. Hashtag my rock. I know, that's very and cute. And it's an Eeyore onesie. Yep. yep. Wow. That's real good. Well, the quickest way to my heart is show me a good dad. So yeah, I guess I'm sold. Absolutely. Love a good dad. Yeah. And his kids are really cute. This is. Okay. And then here's my one final thing that I'm going to say. Okay. And you guys, this is a little bit of a shoot. (gasps) Okay. Okay. I happen to know for a fact that two thirds of this podcast are married to or engaged to be married to. A couple of Kevin Owens type of guys. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and here's and yeah. here's what I'm saying. Okay, great. And look, we know these Finn Balors. We all know these Finn Balors. We love them. But I ask you, who would you rather go home to, right? Who would you rather snuggle up with, right? Somebody who, like, is going to be, like, hard and bulky or whatever. Or somebody who's... <laughs> You know, has some give that you can snuggle with, that you can go out on the town with, eat a real meal and not boiled chicken or whatever the fuck yeah. CrossFit guys eat, and then still has the cardio to go for an hour. Give me a break! Like, who are you honestly? Who are you honestly gonna choose? This is a really good. This sales is pitch really break. good. I mean, and is a good dad. Yeah, and is a good dad. dad. Yeah. Also, like, funny, after watching the friendship, I definitely was like, oh, he's got some comedy skills there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the answer's clear. I mean, duh. Yeah. The I think majority of this podcast would choose Kevin Owens, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say this is an unfair swing but like you're just stating facts so. yeah you are yeah it's very funny uh-huh. i love my i was Kevin waiting Owens to see type. how he was gonna uh, rip us up and i i'm completely left out and i feel great <laughs> <laughs> listen i love my kevin owens type man yeah. so <laughs> ditto 
I'm yeah, I mean, look, he's got a lot of punk rock t-shirts, which I know Christina's into, nah. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Christina's got a type, and it's definitely not Kevin Owen. Uh, yeah. It's the beast, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'm thinking over everyone I've ever dated. <laughs> uh, there's some Kevin Owens in there. Uh, if who among us has not dated slash married a Kevin Owens? It's yeah. just the way you know, it is. Much like Slim Shady, there's a Kevin Owens in all of us. He yeah. might be working at Burger King, spitting your onion Anyway, let's keep going. No, I think that's the final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's great. Thought. Well, we're, I... at, we're at the final thoughts slide. What do we think? We, like, we kind of went into this not being a huge fan of Kevin Owens. Well, I think that the time that we started watching... Mm-hmm. He has not gotten as much as we've talked about to do, and he hasn't been as physical as what we have researched today. Mm-hmm. At least for me, like the NXT stuff, watching those videos was great. And I was like, oh, he's an actual wrestler. Mm. Yeah. Because like to me, I put him in the same category as Shane McMahon, and I apologize for that. But he just seems <laughs> wow, like really? a, he just seemed like a comfy like sideline dude, mm. you know. Mm. And now I I appreciate him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I, um, reading reading about how he started and reading about how long he was just like working around like independent circuits and stuff. I had a lot more respect for him too. Yeah. And again, I love a good dad, so I'm sold. <laughs> I think that for me, I was always just neutral on Kevin Owens. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I, that's it's more. I didn't have a dislike for. It's not like it was like AJ Styles or something yeah. who I actively dislike. Yeah. Um, I'm more just Kevin Owens. I was always like neutral on it because I didn't know what a storied past he has. Mm. So yes, of course, having done the research, every time we do research on someone, we like them. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, I'd say. Nine Mm -hmm. times out of 10, yeah. And and I would say the only lingering thing I don't like about Kevin Owens is his outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Bad outfits. They could do, he could do a a lot different and more interesting stuff. Yeah, he could do a tighter pant. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got good legs. Yeah. Great. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Them's, I think does that make you things. happy? It does. Because uh, it's one of those things. Uh, Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's, yeah. To, to hear that you didn't think he had the technical prowess, I was like, if you'd be down, I would love to show you some matches, specifically where he beats the shit out of Shane McMahon in yeah. a Hell in a Cell type setting. I think you would, I think you might be surprised. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I tasted blood in, by a ring, and I really enjoyed it. So <laughs> we went for my birthday. Yep. So that was my birthday present to myself. It true. It was very fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, well. we've reached the end. Thank you so much, Producer Mike, and a heroic effort yes. to bring us oh, all around. Yes. Um, but yeah, guys, if uh, you want to connect with us on social media, we're at KFAB Podcast, K-A-Y-F-A-B Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. We'll post some of these, I guess, very similar looks from Kevin yeah. Owens on Instagram. Let's so just do a t-shirt gallery. Yeah, just It'll... a smattering of t-shirts. Yeah, really. Let's just like just literally the, screenshot. like the WWE yeah. shop. Yep, uh-huh. That's basically what it is. We'll see all the Killstein kill and the fight, Owens fight. And, and the, the stun. stun. Exactly. Owens Maybe some like dick sporting good shorts. We'll yep. just like put I'm, a link to them. I will say, I didn't say this when I saw the slide, but the shorts that say fight on both legs, I would wear. Yep. Those are pretty fun. Those are cool. Those are pretty fun. <laughs> like, if those they were be... tighter and a little shorter. No, I would okay. wear them as is, just like running. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Those are those are cool shorts. Mm-hmm. So look out for those on Instagram. And if you have a wrestler for us that uh, you think we'd have fun learning about, let us know on Twitter. Um, 
And yeah, guys, please rate, review, subscribe, and have a safe and delightful holiday. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>